1: Hello everybody. It's Lenny Murphy with another edition of the Green Book Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend it with me and my guest. And my guest today is Satya Asathambi. He is the Group Leader Insights and Analytics at Novartis. Welcome, Satya. Hi, Lenny. Greetings. Hope you're doing good. Doing well. and, And thank you for staying up a little late or at least working a little late. From your location, as we uh, record this, you're in Mumbai, correct?
2: Yes, it's Hyderabad. It's my pleasure to join. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, thank you for taking the time. So you've been kind of flying under the radar, but all of a sudden not. So I want to be the first to kind of congratulate you on some of the accolades. You're uh, one of the winners of the Social Media Intelligence Insider 50 for 2022, as well as a 2023 Green Book Future List honoree.
2: Yep. Well, thank you so much, Slani. And certainly, it's a very good experience to get the back-to-back awards from Social Media Intelligence Insider 50. That's a well-renowned organization globally to recognize the top leaders in social intelligence. And of course, Green Book is also a global award. And it's kind of very important for me at this point of my journey in career. Receiving these kind of recognitions actually has reinforced my passion for analytics and social media insights. So it also paves me a way to commit more and stay as the front front on these fields. Thank you. No, oh,
1: no, thank you. You know, I think what's particularly interesting is that, you know, when social media analytics emerged in what, roughly 2010 or so, right? I think so when it started to really pick up, the traditional insights industry kind of missed the boat in the world of structured data surveys focus groups that type of model nobody knew quite what to do with social media and of course there was also a lot of hyperbole on social media analytics will replace the need to do a focus group it will replace the need to do surveys and well no that wasn't true either and now i thought that we would find a great fit for purpose application of those technologies and obviously you've been on the, the cutting edge of developing that for brands, I know you can't get much into what you've done with Novartis, but can you talk about kind of your history in recognizing the value of social data for insights generation and take us through some of the work that you've done in general on finding the business impact and the business use case for these technologies?
2: That's a very good question. Maybe I need to go back a little bit know history and geography to kind of answer this you know it was sort of an happy accident for me to get into social media intelligence you know having my biotechnology and undergraduate degree then i went to basic medical sciences at the university of madras to do my postgraduate in molecular biology and i was never a analytics or corporate material you know the my plan was always to do academics in genetics or molecular biology but somehow I got ended doing analytics in clinical trials uh, in one of the global organization called Informa in the past. Then I moved to more of an artificial intelligence-based solutions in one of the companies in India called Indigen. And been with Novartis for almost last seven years, playing different roles from business analyst to manager and senior manager and currently the group lead for insights and analytics. So it's it was never planned that I'll work something on social media intelligence. I never thought that I'll become a practitioner on this particular space. But even working on social media intelligence was also sort of an exploratory research. It was never come as a formal program or a formal project that we need to really understand the perception or Insights from the customers, especially the patients and caregivers. It was one of the program for a launch product. They want to understand as a lot of audiences were becoming active in twenty fifteen and twelve right? They want to really understand. Do we get a sense of audience presence for the indication that artist was really planning for a launch? And it was you know equally curious for me to well, of kind of work on that. Finally, we went to social media channels and try to figure out what kind of conversations are available. And then we sort of building a customer journey with a lot of you know trial and error method. But fortunately, it become wealth of information that is pretty much, I would say, par with the market research kind of an outcome. That's where you know, the journey of social media started for me. And. Then we started really focusing on building this, and then leverage, start utilizing, uh, leveraging the wealth of information available in online. And there's a lot of evolve in terms of technology, in terms of different social channels. You know, that's how you know this particular listening or intelligence has originated from my perspective. But a lot of technology and methods are evolving. We started focusing more, and I was really passionate to build you know, intelligence through social media, along with the secondary research and market research information available, right? Like, that's how it started. Following along
1: during that journey, thinking of, you know, early there were these massive fire hoses that were available, right, from the, the core platforms and Twitter and Facebook. And then many of those have been shut down or restricted or, or so expensive at this point, plus the advent of very complex privacy laws based on you know country and region, et cetera, et cetera. And I think a lot of folks were concerned as that started to materialize roughly five, six years ago. I think is when it seems like we started hitting some of those walls, some of those challenges of just access to the information, that that was going to make the burgeoning field of social media intelligence. It was just going to die the vine, right? If you couldn't get the information out. But things have evolved since then. And obviously, you have found workarounds. Can you talk about how you've dealt with kind of this fragmentation of the social media landscape? And particularly, you know, through the lens of the work that you've done around healthcare, other sources of information that are not reliant upon, let's say Twitter, right? Or things of that nature.
2: That's really a very good question, Lenny. I appreciate your question. Maybe I'll kind of touch base on the first part of your question, which is basically the challenges to social media data as such. Then I can I'll come back to you the second piece of your question, which is about uh, all social media you know, currently being utilized and how it was siloed in the in the past right so firstly you know the organization anyone who is working on social media have to really built a robust governance body could be a kind of a social media council to manage the data privacy data ethics then you need to also solidly build the social media guidelines and since we are in healthcare sector reporting adverse events is very important you know you need to be comply with the country regulations if you work on a global organization you know it has a lot of countries and you need to fully align with the code of ethics principles and commitments that particular country or organization you know has been placed so that is a key that is something that we were able to build from the scratch and that's where you know my organization really supported and we want to ensure that we are fully compliant to all these processes that is the first you know kind of thought I can provide before I get into how the social insights can be utilized or leveraged in uh, multiple facets of business. Initially, as yes, we started more as a silo, social insights were used. let's say I want to understand the patient journey through social media, what are the touch points they typically undergo, what are their micro movements what kind of questions they really ask in different social media channels. So that has given a lot of insights. Let's say, for example, a brand team want to see that it gives some message which is not available through the other insights or report that is available, especially the, what kind of questions they ask to other peer patients or what are the concerns they have when they come out of the provider setup or hospital setting. So these kind of nuances is not available through other sources. It's almost I would say it was treated as real world data sometime back. But only thing it has evolved now is it was used as a social insights in the past. But now it is slowly getting hybridized or integrated to the other existing insights. It could be, for example, running ATU's. Social insights can be very well tied with ATU's or market research surveys. Even building personas, you know, can we validate or further corroborate insights from the market research reports? And to some extent, you know, this can also be tied to the competitive intelligence to see that how the competitors are driving their business or strategies when it comes to digital perspectives. You know, those kind of nuances can be very well hybridized. Of late, I'm seeing even these kind of data sets are getting hybridized with APLD. Uh, you know, anonymized patient level data to see that can we do segmentations of patient from social behavior versus the clinical behavior or the treatment switch pattern uh, perspectives. You know, these are the new areas where social is kind of getting hybridized, but I see a lot of opportunities in future. This become part of the data strategy itself. If you want to look at the customer experience journey. This is what, you know, I can think of all social insights are slowly evolving and getting a very important place in data strategy of an organization.
1: Yeah, I love that. And
2: I think that, that is the absolute right, not that you need my approval in
1: any way, shape, or form, but I, I've often advocated for the idea that there are multiple streams of information, all have value when looking at fit for purpose, right? And synthesizing those appropriately gives us a more holistic view of the consumer. And social is obviously, to to your point, a a wonderful source of fresh, raw information related to people's experience around virtually any topic. It's only growing, although the form factor is changing. So let's talk about that for a minute, right? Now, so much of what is shared is now visual versus text. So how have you worked through being able to incorporate that type of data into your process?
2: Right, right. Yeah, that's, in again, a very interesting question, Lenny. Thank you for asking this. You know, I do not want to really create a lot of hype here, honestly speaking. There's a lot to do even with the text. You know, still, I would say it's not reached the stage where we can confidently say with all the developing or evolving artificial intelligence tools, NLP, still, I think there's a lot to be done with the text data itself. Because, you know, right, how social data... The structure looks like, you know, when, it, when you look at the volume of the data, the velocity, the frequency is also very high and look at the veracity of the information. It's all very complicated, right? Most of the companies, including the data providers or service industries, become besotted with the data because there's a huge data, uncertainty of the usage or the stage of the awareness of the data and the list goes on, right? Some of the things that even I feel that knack of using ai or utilizing bringing the right use cases and one of the things we talked about is data ethics non-english data which is basically the european or asian languages these are something that you know we really need to kind of address at the very first place before even we go for the other complicated data structures yes there are tools which is already been utilized that is you know, translating all this audio, video into text, and then you know, you build models to really uncover or call out some of the key topics of discussions through the models, right? But the question go back to what is it we really want to address from such a huge volume of data with the help of the right technology, with the right team structure that you need to have in place. You need to have modelers, you need to have real world evidence specialist, you need to have a social media specialist or you know intelligence analyst you need to also have the domain expertise in you know, in my case it's going to be the therapy area expertise you know all these things need to come together to really ensure that some of these key hypotheses or key business questions that a business team is really want to address you know is able to meet their expectations you know the, the feature of explainability becomes a question when we talk about all new age technologies, as well as all the data challenges that I talked about.
1: So, you know, you've been leading the development of this capability within the organization. Again, I want to be cautious of not, not divulging anything sensitive around what you've done within Novartis, but can you think of an example of a business challenge that the organization came to that you thought, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this one. But you did, but you pulled it off. In general terms, talk about one of those accomplishments that you think back and just think, man, that was tough, but we did it. And that was really special that we pulled that together.
2: Yep. You know, there are very good examples, you know, that is what it makes me to be part of social media intelligence. There's very quite interesting topics, questions, hypotheses being asked to us, and most of us Believe in this digital era that you know most of the information available through uh, social media is definitely possible. So maybe I will bring one of the example that uh, you know it will be interesting for everybody to hear. One of the question is to assess about a product that is going to get launched in few months. Would the product will have potential of a success? Right, you know. Let me put it in a very simplistic way. There we want to really find whether patients and physicians really need or looking for these kind of features of the product. So we ended up building target product attributes, right? Which is something that we never imagined that we would be able to build from social media that what could be the potential product characteristics features both HCPs and patients are looking in the market. We were able to really synthesize that information and it was really amazing experience. But it was very tough to crack because of a lot of challenges, because that was working for a rare indication and it's a different market. Your challenge of data, your challenge in translation and so on and so forth. But it was very good experience, I would say. Despite the limitations and translation challenges, uh, the outcome of the study, I'm already seeing that it is Im- impacting the patient's life. That is where you know the key essence looks for me if I look at both professionally and personally.
1: No, I appreciate that. And especially with the sensitive topics that you deal with, right? That the bottom line focus is how to make the patient's life better. So let's shift a little bit to thinking about the future now through the lens of the recent past, right? So, like you, I've been at least tangentially involved in this for a long time and you know, understand the basis of, you know, NLP and neural networks and all of the, you know, the technologies deployed to try and understand the structured text. And I may have visualized an era where we saw AI emerging, but I wasn't doing it justice, right? I mean, the explosion within the last few months of, you know, the public release of ChatGPT and those solutions for me have been mind-blowing, you know, far more sophisticated than I thought they would be. And have experimented with it myself a bit, just in basic with, from a text analytics standpoint. Of you know trying to understand unstructured data, but the ability to synthesize that information to separate the signal from the noise without much manual manipulation, right? That had been my experience prior to that. You know, these type of data require a lot of massaging. You know, there's it, it doesn't come out clean, and this type of generative AI solution seems to take a huge step forward in taking it from data to insights that are pretty darn good out of the gate. Not perfect, but the user experience is so much better and the speed and efficiency is so much better. So I know you've been playing with this technology as well. What's your take? You know, you've been in the trenches for a long time. So what are you thinking about this brave new world of generative AI and some of the possibilities it may have for broadening the use of social data?
2: Well, I think I completely agree or echo your thoughts. I've already feel that you know, this is already twenty twenty three is a year of all this artificial intelligence and all this new models and technology that is emerging, even looking at social media in the next five to ten years from my perspective, we look at there's more developments are already evolving you know starting from behavioral science, which is again a boom topic which is kind of. Very important if you want to really build a segmentation of audiences, and also the deep learning models that you talked about in about the images and videos. You know those deep learning models are very important. I see already very good progress when it comes to usage of deep learning models for images and videos. And pre-trained multilingual models is what it's becoming a hot topic. You know from pre-trained multilingual models to transformers. That's a base, and GPT also is based on this kind of generative models. Google is kind of working for quite some time on Lambda, which is their base model. And already we have seen about the BARD in their latest investors meeting. So I think there's a lot of potential and interesting events are happening towards BAE and NLP space. I think these technologies are going to help us more in terms of translating these unstructured data to more meaningful insights. At the same time, you also need to ensure that you are able to understand the nuances of these models. Because at the end of the day, most of the solutions that we see looks like a black box. We really don't know what kind of models being run, what is that trying to address. And we might need to think of a right mix of both human intelligence and artificial intelligence. right? suddenly i think personalization is going to be paramount that's what i can see from all these emerging technologies you know even from my experiences i don't really use chat gpt at least in terms of either work wise when comes to business i do, i don't really use chat gpt because of confidential data and so on and so forth but think on the perspective of that i want to understand about therapy or a, This is algorithm, treatment algorithms. All I need to ask ChatGPT is, can you give me the treatment algorithm for any of the chronic conditions? It's going to throw a beautiful summary, which you need to spend quite a good amount to read the information from. But now you're in your fingertip. It gives you pretty much whatever the IS summary that one can get very quickly and build top of whatever you get from ChatGPT, right? It could be the very high level or overarching messages for sure that you can get it from ChatGPT. Use it as a base and start building from that. It's one of the experience. But again, you also need to understand what are the limitations the ChatGPT currently has because it's been trained until 2021 data and you need to have plus access to ensure that you have the speed and the new data sources. But with new more launches, the competitors of ChatGPT and so on and so forth, I think it's going to generate more Better environment and ecosystem for people who are working on large volume of data sets uh, to use it more potentially convert into as a solution, which can be almost your daily day-to-day activities can be done. But bringing APIs, bringing your own tailor-made connections, you know those are the opportunities I see if some, some organization really want to utilize these kind of new platforms. You know we talked about predictive analytics in the past. Or will you forecast the trends and predict the futures outcome based on the past data? This is one of the examples. You know, it's almost a conversational and it sort of also helps you to predict some of the events, consumer behaviors, and all those perspectives can be very well built uh, with this upcoming trends and technologies.
1: Yeah, it's a wonderful take. By the way, I shared your concern around data privacy in terms of service with ChatGPT, if you hadn't heard. They actually did announce this week that they were releasing an enterprise version that would allow the partitioning of data due to those type of issues. So everything just doesn't go into the open AI data ocean now there there can be private sets that are being deployed. so that will be interesting to see how that works, be able to to leverage the core algorithm without needing to feed the beast <laughs> you know the the overall organization but you know but it brings up other questions too because one of the challenges with social media data has been you know there's a lot of bs in it right there's bots and you know on all of those things as well and particularly when you're leveraging from the large public platforms and we're already seeing examples in the research space of survey bots powered by gpt and i'm quite certain even though i can't Point to it that it's gotta be happening within social media platforms as well, right? That there are now just tons of spammy fake accounts out there that are going to be very difficult to detect because they will feel more authentic overall. So as exciting as all this is, it also is going to open up a whole other set of challenges that we have to deal with. Any thoughts on that piece of things on you know, how do we separate the authentic data from the
2: AI-generated
1: data so that the data sets are cool.
2: Yeah, as you said that, you know, these AI-powered solutions can automate certain aspect of the data challenges. It could be identifying data patterns or it's identifying the key phrases, keywords, the topics of interest, to some extent, audiences and sentiment and so on and so forth. You know, these are the potential aspects I see which is going to be really, really the good kind of outcomes that we are going to get. At the end of the day, these are not something that we will use as an outcome to the business. right? We have to convert these pieces into informing these are the consumer behaviors, these are the preferences or the unmet needs, quality of life impact. Uh, these are the opportunities for companies like us to take decisions. right? So pairing social insights, pairing the business insights with all these edge computing concepts is very important. You know, that is going to garner valuable insights, not the technology. You know, I was kind of hearing one of my colleague a couple of days back. He was asking something like, the "Refrigerator was invented for some purpose, but who was the person who kind of leveraged refrigerator to the core?" I was really curious to listen to his answer, and finally he said, "Coke." Coke is a company who leveraged refrigerator to the core. So similarly, I want to kind of take an anecdote. We have ChatGPT, we have all this technology, but who is going to use this technology like Coke is what we need to wait and watch.
1: Yeah, wonderful example. I know that I've watched Coke move in that direction. And yeah, they're pretty hard to beat. So I want to be conscious of your time and the time of our listeners. But I want to circle back around. I meant to do it earlier that you, like so many of us, kind of stumbled into this particular world, right? Your background was not, you didn't think you'd be doing this, but here you are. And I think that's fascinating now that you're, you're head of a team. And what are the qualities that you look for? Is there a degree in social media intelligence or no, I want people that actually you know, think more from a different perspective. Give me your sense of that.
2: Yeah, for me, it's all about the domain knowledge is very important. Whichever the domain industry that you're going to part of, you need to have the foundational knowledge on the domain. That is the first quality that one should have so that they'll be able to connect the dots easily. Social Insights is not about building some charts or saying this is the share of voice, this is the volume of conversation. That's not Social Insights. It's about how you wrangle all this data and provide the recommendations or insights to someone who can take some decisions, right? So meaning domain expertise and good creativity to connect the dots of what they were able to see from the patient voice, how do they translate that patient voice and able to build some solution where the patient would be able to get the necessary treatment options uh, for them, right? So domain expertise, creativity, and with all the evolving technologies, of course, you need to good at data analysis. I think a lot of courses are there in data analytics, starting from understanding the different data structures, you know, and bit of programming knowledge which is also very helpful. And very importantly, the as story, the storytelling. If you're able to connect the dots, and if you have the nice story, I think you are a perfect social media practitioner or intelligence analyst.
1: Now. So you're in Hyderabad, and I know that most of your team is as well. Is India emerging as a center of excellence, I guess for lack of a better term, or or a leader in deploying and understanding these technologies? Because it seems like you are.
2: Yes, of course. I think India is really emerging very rapidly in the last few years. I think you see the center of excellence almost all the industries that India is becoming the on one of the central dogma of all the industries, you know, look at any big organization starting from Google, Amazon, or any of the industries that, you know, you you name a company and you have the center of excellence or offshore center at India. Because of you have a lot of talents, which is, you have a lot of engineers, wherever you see, you know, you find a lot of engineers, you have data analysts, you have domain expertise. It's also the, the age group is also like, you see a lot of people who are working, population is very high. And even the government is working towards more about leveraging this ink talent and build opportunities to further develop the country itself. You know, Hyderabad itself is a very good example. It's, a, it's one of the top city or a state in uh, the new India, more focusing on building new centers. And I know I maybe you've heard Bio Asia, which was happened just a week back, almost all the big Company CEOs were there in Hyderabad and it was a three-day program. They talk about the emerging technologies and the opportunities to work in India. You know, it was successful. So uh, to answer your question, long story short, yes, this is the hub of a lot of talents and technology is the prime center which is enabling these changes that is happening in India.
1: That's fascinating. So now to kind of you know, wrap up, What's next for you, right? You've achieved these two wonderful awards, but there's other mountains to climb, other things to conquer. So, what are the things you're most looking forward to accomplishing in, you know, the next two years or so?
2: Actually, I think now it's time for me to think more than the social insights, right? As the customer experience and engagement is also moving very rapidly, it's time for me to think of how to connect all these insights, all the different data sources, converging all the different data sources and able to make the right set of recommendations to activate the customers more faster is what most of the organization has the mission for the next few years. To do that, suddenly I would like to leverage my experiences and upgrade myself moving from social insights to the other channels of data that is available, it could be from the real world data, be claims data, it could be from market research, it could be from uh, you know competitive intelligence, from social media, it could be from digital analytics, that's another big space which is emerging slowly. It could be live sale data. So I'm really looking for an opportunity where I will get a chance or a platform to know, converge all these different data sources and enable the customer experience and engagement more faster. That's what, you know, I look forward to in the next few years.
1: Well, I have shared that vision for a long time. I've always thought about it as spokes on a wheel, you know, with each of the data channels. And but it's that hub? That's the important part, right? What is that technology that allows for that? That's so it's not locking. And you mentioned Coke, and that I know that has been their push for several years is to build that capability as well. So I hope you pull it off. If you do, then definitely you got to come back and and talk about it because that's a pretty amazing accomplishment. So hats off. I can't wait to hear about you doing it.
2: Of course, I need more people like you to inspire. And, you know, of course, I, I relate upon my colleagues, my team especially. I think this is also a good opportunity for me to express my gratitude. I think that is very important to our team and right colleagues and peers the industry so that you can bounce ideas off and off and gain different perspectives and also you know one has to really follow the thought leaders at the industries and attend various events and uh, congresses to stay up to date on what is happening in the latest trends and technology you know some of the things like uh, iex which is going to happen uh, from Book in amsterdam i guess you know those kind of opportunities or these kind of leaders Mm -hmm. are actually fueling more to the industry to the world so i'm really lucky to have this ecosystem and look forward to really go forward with whatever i have in mind at this point of time so many thank you so much for this opportunity i really enjoyed conversing with you and uh, this is a wonderful opportunity well, thank you, Satya. And again,
1: incredibly impressed with what you've done and the level of thinking about this. And can't wait to stay in touch and see where you go next. Because this is, I think, especially with now the explosion in awareness of the power of, of ChatGPT, that's a great opportunity to say, well, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. Right? So there's a whole lot here that this is built off of. And we can take advantage as an industry and you as a leader to use that as a springboard. to Say, well, now let us show you what we can really do. That's super exciting. So thank you. And okay, congratulations on the honors and hope that you have a wonderful evening. I've taken up enough of your time. I see your daughter in the background wanting daddy's attention. So totally get that. Absolutely. So we'll let you go be a dad. So thank you,
2: Satya. Thank you. Lenny.
1: Thank you. I want to give a big shout out to our producer, Natalie. Thank you so much. Our editor, James, to our sponsor. And of course, to our listeners, As wonderful as it is to sit and chat with folks like Sathya, we're really doing it for you. So glad that you're here and tuning in. That's it for this edition of the Green Book Podcast. We will be talking with you again very soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.